Let's kick off our two of the show in Hamilton with my pal Dave Patrician, the sports doctor. Dave, good morning. Good morning. I'm actually not in Hamilton. After a, oh. a couple of um, breakfast beers, uh, we decided to go on a bit of a road trip, but I'm in Paris, oh, no. Ontario. Yeah, Paris, <laughs> Why are you Ontario. in Paris, Ontario? Well, there was this little saloon that uh, myself and Canada's <laughs> greatest athlete, Miles Gorell, wanted to check oh, out. Oh, my gosh. Gorell is with you? He's with me, yeah. Is he right there? No, he's not. No, he's uh, he's, oh. just, he's bellied up to the bar, so I had to come where I was uh, a little quieter. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we arrived right. in Ontario yesterday and uh, are making our basically our tour. We um, we will end up <laughs> at the Hamilton Convention Center around where all the, all the activities start uh, today. Bomber House uh, kicks off at 4 o'clock, and uh, tomorrow it's the CFL Alumni Luncheon, which I'm looking forward to because, uh, uh-huh. uh, as I said, the aforementioned Miles Grell will be there and, uh, and other uh, CFL legends. And then, uh, really, that, like tonight, it's the CFL Player Awards, but they're, they're in right. Niagara Falls. And that is a, that is a bit of a, a pricey Uber ride uh, from where we're going to be. So we're gonna <laughs> but you're checking out a saloon in Paris, Ontario. You're fine to do that. I, I, yeah. I, I Say hi to Miles. Uh, that's what I wanted to say hi to him myself if he was right there. But say hi to Miles and uh, have fun at the game. What are you most looking forward to while you're there, Dave? You arrived yesterday, right? Yeah, you know, Grey Cup is such a, is such a melting pot of people that you, you see – once a year from other parts of the country and people you see all the time, but that we're all, everybody's here that I know of that to celebrate the Canadian football league, celebrate the great cup. And of course the last whole bunch of years we've been doing this celebrate the Winnipeg blue bombers. So, you know, you, it is such a time to see your friends and, and, and really, you know, it's, it's what's good about the Canadian football league. You know, so many things have changed in our lives, you know, particularly in the last bunch of years, but when you actually get to see somebody face to face and, and you're both wearing a Winnipeg Blue Bombers shirt. This is the it's the greatest it's the greatest feeling as a football fan. Yeah, you've been to many great cups in many cities over the years. Hamilton throw a pretty good party. They do, yeah, they, they absolutely do. Because you know, I was talking to uh, Miles last night. It's kind of like last year in Regina, and when they have them in Winnipeg, it's it's because it's a smaller type city. And, 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 you know, the, the Ticats are still prominent here. Just like last year with the Saskatchewan being in Regina, it's such the main focus. Winnipeg, the Bombers are the main focus. So everybody is excited, and you don't bump into. You go to Vancouver, you go to Montreal, you go to Toronto, you bump into people that you're telling you why you're here, and they kind of look at you funny. Like, they have no idea what's going on. But everything in Hamilton, like it will be in Winnipeg in 2025, with and like it was last year in Regina, is football focused, and and yeah. not only are there, not only you know we talk you know used to call it the you know Canada's national drunk, which you know to some it is, but there is a whole <laughs> bunch of different things you can do. Uh, it's family friendly. There's stuff right on James Street. There's there's there's, there's activities. Um, you know there's stuff to you know celebrate football, celebrate families, and it's it's just. You know, it's 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 it's, a, it's an event that you have to be there, and I'm sure Winnipeg mm-hmm. in 2025 will surpass everybody's expectations. So, no touchdown Manitoba this year, which has over the years become a big part of uh, of Grey Cup wherever it's at. But they're having instead Bomber House. Explain the change. Well, if you remember back into uh, 2015 and 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 the Grey Cups we've had in Winnipeg, where all the activities were located in the convention center. Um, you know, there's a lot of great, big, huge meeting rooms. And, you know, there's going to be the Lion's Den, there's Ryderville, there's uh, 
Um, I can't, yeah, I can't even remember some of the, some of the other names of the places, uh, they, you know, they, but what they did, it's a massive room and it's like a massive social hall. And, and, uh, for the people that come into town, you buy a party pass and you can go and you can go to your respective rooms like bomber house and you can meet bomber fans and you can, you know, there's going to be obviously drinking and there's going to be, there's going to be bands playing and food available. Mm-hmm. And the Winnipeg blue bombers are going to have, um, uh, their, their bomber store set up in there, but it, it's a real time. They really connect with with bomber fans and and uh you know we always venture off a little bit the spirit of edmonton's off a different path a, di- a different room it's a little bit off the beaten path but again again it's it's again it's it's seeing people that you haven't seen in a long time but you know the bomber house uh starting today at four o'clock is going to be the place where winnipeg fans can connect and you know you kind of set your bearings right you kind of say where are you sitting at the game what are you gonna be doing after the game what are you gonna be where are you gonna be standing for the parade so you're gonna see all your friends Right. I've already heard from Ron, the president of the Manitoba Pin Club. Mm-hmm. And once again, Dave, you and I have done this for Ron for several years now. Get him a pin. This year you have to, it's not free at Touchdown Manitoba. You have to buy one at the Bomber Store at Bomber House. But he says he's prepared to reimburse you. So if you're there and you're able to get him a pin, please try and do that. Absolutely, and, I, and I'm so stoked for the game. I know we've been watching, you know, our Winnipeg Blue Bombers. We talk about the different All Stars we've had on the team. We've been talking about all season, but uh, this is going to be one big game. And don't forget, people need to remember that even though Montreal, the, the magic seems to be striking and the lightning seems to be on their side right now, they only scored three offensive points against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the two games, two games this season, which the Blue Bombers beat them. So I am looking forward to a very, very big Bomber victory on Sunday. Yeah, another story that's come out of Hamilton during Great Cup Week is the transit strike. But you told me in a text this morning that there's a deal in that dispute. Yeah, it looks like that's going to be resolved because you know it's again you know and anybody that's gone to a, a you know any football game in any city and especially if you've flown in, it's transportation is one of those ones where you know you want to you want to be able to com- comfortably get to the game. And you know last year in um, we'll just say in Regina there was buses running all over the place, and you just jumped on a bus and you got to the party. So um, you know Tim Hortons Field is basically if you've ever seen an aerial shot, it's located like in a residential area. So you know there's not a lot of parking. There's a lot of people selling parking in their yards and their and their driveways. But you know it's nice to see because you'll be able to move around and maneuver around in Hamilton. But uh, yeah, talk about having. Um, Having somebody over the barrel when you have an event like the Grey Cup, yeah. people on strike. Yeah, let's solve this one pretty quick. So I'm sure it was a pretty nice deal for the for the people that were affected. Yeah, no kidding. I just got a text message from uh, my neighbor Bob, who's a listener, and he says, "How really looking forward to the big win for the Bombers on Sunday." I'm a little surprised though that nobody is talking about a key player who helped us win our 2019 Grey Cup. Chris Trevler is getting a workout with the San Francisco 49ers. We should all wish him the best. I kind of think I did a quick search online. I think that workout has already happened. What do you know about it, Sports Doctor? Yeah, I heard, that, I heard the same thing yesterday. And, and you know, and that's the, the one of the things. You know, Strebler was here a, 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 probably, what, eight weeks ago in town, and, and that was in between the, the New York Jets and when they, when they let him go off the practice roster. But the man has an incredible amount of talent, right? So he wasn't going to be down for long. And, and, I, and, you know, it's a funny thing in the, in the National Football League, right, where, you know, the different skill sets, they look for a particular set of skill sets, a particular size, a particular weight, and how far you can throw the ball. And, uh, but I think in terms of you want a pure winner, and San Francisco season kind of got, got a little derailed a little earlier. They had a big victory on Sunday. But, I, you know, he, he should fit in on some team just for team morale and team spirit. 
spirit and, and yeah. what he brings to the dressing room. So I, I, I heard it was successful, but whether or not he gets offered a contract or a practice roster spot, that's another thing. Hey, Dave, have fun out there. Say hi to Miles. Paris, Ontario doesn't know what's about to hit him. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks, Al. <laughs> All right. Dave Patrician, the sports doctor, my pal. Oh, I forgot to ask him about uh, fast food day. Oh, well, that's okay. We're at we're our time here, anyhow. But um, by the way, uh, give him a follow on Twitter, the sports doctor on Twitter, Dave Patrician, in Hamilton, in the Hammer, for the Bombers and Owls, in Sunday's Grey Cup. And by the way, let me just remind you again about our weekend, our Grey Cup weekend covering the Bombers here on CJOB. You're hearing the Grey Cup reports. You'll hear those for the rest of the week. Saturday, two-hour special, 2 to 4 p.m. right here on CJOB. Uh, and you'll hear Derek and Greg and, and Christian and, you know, all the voices you're used to hearing with Bomber broadcasts here on CJOB. 2 to 4, two hours on Saturday. On Sunday, a two-hour pregame from 3 to 5, the game at 5, and then right after the game, we've got the postgame coverage for you here on CJOB. We have you covered. I was hoping to get Doug Brown on um, this week, but he is actually, and I'll, I'll just mention this quickly, he is actually in Nicaragua with Dr. Dave Hedden and the Operation Walk team, right? I just uh, emceed that gala a couple of weeks ago, they're down in Nicaragua putting hips and knees in people that otherwise would not get a hip or knee joint surgery, a new joint. Uh, and that's um, part of Doug's work. And so Doug's down there, but he will be a part of the broadcast on Sunday. He'll be back by then. Haven't talked to her for a couple of weeks. She joins us now, as she does every Thursday after the 1130 news, except when she's away or I'm away. <laughs> Carolyn Klassen from Connexus Counseling. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning, Hal. It's so good to talk to you again. Yeah, same here. I miss it when we don't have our chats on Thursdays. Uh, I've been lonely without you, and we've been talking a lot <laughs> this week about loneliness. For me, the conversation began because in New York State, and other jurisdictions have done similar stuff to this, but in New York State, they've named Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Remember her, Carolyn? I love it. I just love yeah. Absolutely, I remember her. Yeah. She, she is that state's loneliness ambassador at the age of 95. To kind of highlight this, as, and, and I think it really has reached epidemic proportions. It absolutely has. We are a lonely, lonely world, and uh, it didn't start with the pandemic, and it certainly hasn't decreased since the pandemic um, ended. And I think we have to recognize the impact of how we all just kind of go to our screens as default, um, how we are so busy working and trying to be productive and trying to get ahead that sometimes there just isn't that time to connect and the deliberate effort that it takes to be with people, it is so good for us, and yet so often it is just, it never gets quite to the top of the list to invest. And in Winnipeg, loneliness is just that much uh, more compelling with now as we've got snow today, right? The world has just gotten a lot trickier for so many people who need to navigate slippery slidewalks. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm going to play a. I'm going to take a minute here to play a clip of Dr. James Jackson. Uh, he's from Vanderbilt University, and he was on Jim's show yesterday talking about loneliness. And I didn't do a very good job of this the other day when we were talking about loneliness because people said, "Well, just get out there and do things, meet people." But it's beyond that, right? It it's connected. Uh, maybe loneliness is a bad thing to call it because, yeah, you can. My point is you can still be lonely and be surrounded by people. Listen to what uh, Dr. Jackson said, and then I'd be curious to get your thoughts too, Carolyn. Listen. This is a really pervasive problem. You know, since the pandemic, we've had social isolation. We've had loneliness. And they are close cousins to things like depression, things like anxiety. And we know that depression and anxiety, especially depression, contributes to cognitive problems. So I think if we had a if we had a, a blackboard or maybe I should say a whiteboard, nobody uses chalk and a blackboard anymore. If we had a whiteboard and some markers, um, we could write the word loneliness and draw a line to depression and from depression draw a line to cognitive problems. That's the way it works. An arrow from loneliness to depression, an arrow from depression to cognitive problems. And and that is partly, no doubt, what's going on culturally, that we're in the middle of a mental health pandemic, which may be almost as bad as the regular pandemic was. As bad as during the pandemic. And he's, he's right, right? Loneliness is, a, as he said, a close cousin to depression, anxiety, and some of these other mental health issues. And as he was describing, there's arrows that go both ways. And so the challenge with loneliness is it's often part of a loop. So as you start to feel depressed, you pull in and you get lonely. And as you are lonely, you get more depressed and the cycle spirals um, down rapidly. And and so it's it's a real challenge to figure out how to arrest and interrupt that spiral so that a person can feel a little better in their mood. So they go a little more. And when they go a little more, they feel a little better in their mood and so forth. I'm actually, uh, I'm looking at, in the new year, developing an online course for loneliness because so often it's, it's a matter of shifting mindset and kind of working to understand what loneliness is or isn't so that we can be active participants in making our world less lonely. You know, keep me posted on that, Carolyn. I read a text message last half hour from listener Bill who talked about being lonely and at times uh, feeling suicidal. So we've got to get that out to people if you do follow through on that because I, I just think it is it is huge right now. And, you know, a couple of other stories that I highlighted here that relate to this uh, survey says 57% of us have suffered from winter blues. As you pointed out, this weather might make some of us feel blue again with, mm-hmm. with snow in the yeah. air and, and snow on the ground. And then this one too, another survey says the average person spends just four hours a month with their friends. And I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on that. Well, it kind of broke my heart to read that number. That was the first time I had seen that number. What I did um, in the spring, I spent some time with about 80 professionals and spouses. I did a workshop with them and I asked them, um, what is it that you do? What's your go-to strategy when you're lonely? And of those 80 people, only one's response when they were lonely was about reaching out and spending time with other people. Most people, when they're lonely, they doom scroll, they eat, they play video games, they sleep. It doesn't occur to us when we're struggling is call a friend and arrange a coffee date or go play pool at the bar. And and I think we have to figure out, we're so busy trying to get on top of everything that we win the battles and we lose the war. 
And the war is really about staying connected and having a meaningful life by having meaningful relationships. Um, my company is called We're Wired for Connection because I believe in the importance of connecting with friends and finding spaces in our lives to make them rich because we have those meaningful connections with other people. Sometimes just having fun, sometimes pouring out mm. our hearts. Well, and you know what Bill said, God love him. He said, you know what, how your show and CJOB and talk radio is a lifesaver for me. Mm. But I think sometimes we, we rely too much on social media and some of this stuff. And it doesn't need to be anything really complex or difficult. I mean, during the pandemic, I just came up with a, a fun idea, did it with Santa Lucia Pizza. I called it Hal's House Calls. And I would just call, somebody would let me know, hey, my mom's real lonely. You know, we couldn't be around each other in the pandemic. My mom's real lonely. My grandma's really lonely. I'd make a quick phone call, say hi, have a chat, and send over a Santa Lucia pizza. Uh. And while that's not a fix for everybody, it is a fix for some. We all long to be seen, heard, and understood. And that those house calls would have just said to somebody, you matter and I see you, even if it's over the phone and you couldn't actually see them. Yeah. Um, and, and, and pizza spells love, right? That's, that's just another way of spelling love is sending over a pizza. And there's lots of ways that we can spell love to people in our lives who are lonely and who need to be seen, heard, and understood. We can do this and we need to do this. And it takes a little effort, extra effort in Winnipeg. But we're going into that season where we need to look around and let people know that they matter, for sure. And I thought this was interesting, too. A study says 20 hours a week in nature. So, you know, sometimes getting outdoors can help. 20 hours in nature, according to this study, boosts a person's productivity by over 40%. So that's, you know, uh, nature and what it does for your productivity. But we know the benefits of getting outside, right, and exercise, too. Absolutely. Um, being out in nature is a natural antidepressant. That's We call it a non-pharmaceutical antidepressant. It works on our bodies in profound ways. It helps our immunity. It helps us sleep. And when we sleep better, we do better the next day. And so there's so many ways in which being out in nature gives us a fresh perspective, improves our mood. It's really important to do that. And, and again, we're in Winnipeg and it, it, we need, you know, warm parkas and warm hats so that we can still get out there and find ways to get out there in the light because it's often the, the, the light in the day that is really good for our mood as well. And so many of us are going to work in the dark and coming home in the dark. Find a way to get out, have a walking meeting. Um, if you can, um, go out for lunch, at lunchtime where you get some sunshine. We just need to be out there to um, help ourselves. And I got just enough time to throw this out. I'm just curious to hear what you have to say about this, but Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes has admitted that he wears the same pair of underwear where every game day he's worn this same pair, not the same kind of underwear, but the actual same pair for his entire career on game day. And I think what he said was when, when somebody asked, well, do you wash them? And he says, yeah, once in a while. What is it about, what is it about superstitions, especially in sports? I mean, it, it, these occur with others too, because I've got a buddy who has multiple superstitions, right? If, if he has a good day and he's wearing a particular shirt, that shirt gets worn a lot because he thinks that's going to make for more good days. What is this all about, Car uh, Carolyn? Well, I think that, axiom of if it ain't broke don't fix it um is feels really true and so if something's working then you just like what is it that i'm doing that i can do more of because i want more success 
there's a bit of cringe factor to what Patrick is doing with his underwear. But what I love as part of that story is he says, part of what makes them so lucky for me is my wife gave them to me. And so there's this extra connection. And so we're back to relationship, helping people feel loved and cared for and um, feel empowered when he wears that lucky underwear. (laughs) Yeah, crazy. Carolyn, thanks a lot. We'll talk next Thursday. Oh, do take care.